uh, let's remind ourselves, as we know, let's remind ourselves, as we know, uh, Shuki, come, it's okay. You can, uh, uh, you made it. Okay, good. Yeah, you too. Okay. Yeah, no, no, please. Just to remind ourselves about life, you know, one of the, one of the challenges that we all have, and it, and it occurs, it occurs on a daily basis. One of the challenges that we have, and I want to segue a little bit from yesterday, from what we spoke about, but just even before we get there, just to remind ourselves to do a chazara, a review about what life is. You don't have to wait till Elul. You don't have to wait till Rosh Hashanah. You don't have to wait till your, till your 20th birthday, till your 30th birthday, till your 40th birthday, to your whatever, 80th, 90th birthday, to remind yourself about what life is about. The way you understand, especially that we're in the, especially that we're in the Avram Avinu, the power of Avraham and Sarah is the Pasuk of the Avraham Zakein Ba Bayamim, is the people who are able to be successful are the people who live for today. And it's not a nice slogan, it's not a cute shot, it's not a new attitude, it's not that you have to be, you know, doing the 12 steps to just say, just for today, it's life. Every person in life, the way you become successful in life is the more you focus on today. And you don't focus on yesterday, and you don't focus on tomorrow. What you do is you try and focus on what's right in front of you. And our, our heads, that's why I love that line of it's easier to get out of bed than it is to get out of your head. Because our heads can be in five years from now. Our heads could be in a month ago. Our heads could be in yesterday, last night, whenever it might be. But to get someone focused on today, and if you think about it, all sadness, all fear are connected to the past and the future. Right now, most things, no matter what a person's going through, no matter what a person's going through, it's all about fear. What do they say? You want terror, and I'll just say slash anxiety. You want terror, anxiety, fear, get a future. Terror, fear, anxiety, all are what's going to be in the future. It's never what's here right now. And a person, whether it's, you know, regret, I don't even know if it's regret at your age. We've spoken about that before. I don't know how much regret, right, everybody has. When you get a little bit older, then you could maybe fall into the uh, challenge of regret. I think when you're younger, and you guys tell me, you guys are younger than I am, I think when you're younger, it's more fear of the future. It's what's going to be in my future. Now, that doesn't mean that your past didn't mess you up. It doesn't mean that your you know, guilt or shame or your failures didn't mess you up, quote unquote, in your brain because of whatever you've gone through. There's no question about it that when someone goes through trauma or when someone goes through whatever they go through as a child, there is no question about it that that's going to affect who you are right now. But the question is, what do I do with what I have 
right now? That's really always going to be the question. Yes, I had trauma. Yes, I have this fear. Yes, my father was crazy. Yes, my mother was crazy. Whatever you're going to say. Yes, my situation was this, blah, 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 blah. Whatever you're going to say. Yes, 100%. Great. Now what? At what point? And I always say this. When you're 10 years old, I got nothing to say to you. When you're 15 years old, I got nothing to say to you. Why? Because you are what you are, and that's it. There's nothing you could do. But at your stage, and this is the power of the stage that you're in, and the older you are, the older you are, the further away from high school that you are in numbers, the more the question is on you. The question is on you. On you. It's not on mom and dad. You could be 50 years old. You could be 60 years old. And again, I'm not saying you don't have to work through trauma. And I'm not saying you don't have to maybe speak to a therapist. I'm not trying to say that you're, you're not scarred. But what I'm saying is that you could be 20, 30 years old having the same conversation to somebody about your mom. You could be 40 years old having the same conversation about your dad. And, and it's okay to do that. But the question is, is that the life that you are living today? Am I living that life today? Or am I choosing to live that life today? That's where today and the past and the future make the difference. It makes a difference of, of how I'm viewing 6 o'clock p.m. on a Monday. What am I doing tonight? What am I doing tomorrow? Your tomorrow and your tonight belongs to you. Doesn't belong to anyone else. When you're 12 years old, I, I agree with you, it does not belong to you. Your mother's going to tell you you got to take a shower. Your father might tell, tell you to take a shower. Usually the mother right, is involved in those stuff. Sometimes it's the father as well. But right, take a shower. You got to get dressed. You got to go to sleep. You got you to do your homework. No one's telling you guys to do homework now. No one's telling you to clean your room. No one's telling you, so what are you going to say? Okay, my wife's going to tell me to clean my room. You don't want to wait until your wife starts to tell you to clean your room. That's the last thing you want from your wife is that she's going to mommy you because that's what sometimes people wait for, for them to mommy me. There's nothing wrong with finding love in your wife, motherly love, right? It's in the Torah. We know that with, with Yitzchak, right? We know that, that that's what? With Sarah, with Rivka, Sarah, right? We know that, that, that there, there is a connection between mother, motherly love and a, and a spouse, right? But not the mother telling you to, you know, to clean up your, your dirty socks. And your dirty socks are only a metaphor for cleaning up your mess. And the time to begin to clean up your mess is already you know, past your age. Right? Unless you're 15 years old, if you're 17 years old, I'm trying to look around to see if there are any really young chevra. I don't know who the youngest in the room in the base medrash is. Yeah, Rabbi, besides Rabbi Lazarus, of course. Right? Yeah, Rabbi Lazarus, right? Why, guys, guys, I want you to just ask yourself one question. Why would Rabbi Lazarus waste his precious time to sit and hear this? You know why? I'm not even going to let Rabbi Lazarus answer. I want to answer for him. Should I tell you why? Because Rabbi Lazarus knows what life is about. And what life is about is not that you have arrived. Because Rabbi Lazarus has arrived. 
He's arrived, Baruch Hashem. Why would he sit here and want to hear from someone who's much younger than him, who's not as, uh, 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 nowhere close near his, his stature? What's he sitting here? You, you know what I think? Because when you're a growing person, you, know, you recognize, you recognize you can learn from everybody. You recognize you can come to a yeshiva with young guys and you can learn from them. You could always be better. And that's at someone who's a little bit older. But why is that inspiring? He didn't start five years ago. He probably started at your age. You've got to start now. And yeah, you've had your challenges. And yeah, you've had your stuff. Who hasn't had their stuff? Everybody has stuff. Yes, this one can say mine is worse. This one can say this one's a little harder, easier. It's all the same at the end of the day. It's all the same at the end of the day. We all go through things in life. We've all gone through things in life. And we all will go through things in life. Everyone, God willing, is going to get married. And they're going to have the same. How can we sit there and give a shalom bayashir and talk? How can I tell anybody about marriage? My wife is not like your wife. I'm not like the wife's husband. How can we actually talk the same talk? You know why? Because it's all the same thing. If you listen to people, if you're empathic, if you're sensitive, that builds relationships. If you're honest, you're open, you communicate, that's how you bond. That's how you connect to people. When you're productive and you work on yourself and you don't give in to your desires, then you start feeling better about yourself. These are all principles of life. There's nothing so, you know, complex. And what, what do we know that someone else, judging, who doesn't judge, who doesn't struggle with judging people lekafschus? Why the Chavetz Chaim? Why does everybody struggle with Lashon Hara? Why does everybody struggle with seeing the good in people? Why? Because that's a normal thing that people struggle with. Why do people struggle with their taivas, with their desires? Because that's a normal thing. We're in the Dara Mabel, literally. We are literally in the generation of the flood, of, 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 of no boundaries. No boundaries of sexual boundaries, of, 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 of what, what, what a woman is, how to treat a woman, how to, how to, how to have respect for, for people. That's the, that's the outside, that's the outside world, what they, what they, what they have brainwashed all of us. Brainwashed all of us. And they continue to brainwash us. What we need to do is we need to take a step back and we need to say, okay, how can I live the life that I want to live? That's going to take time. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes other people. It takes learning the Chavetz Chaim. It takes learning Mesil Sisharim. It takes learning what other Svarim. It doesn't have to be just the Chavetz Chaim. I happen to love talking about Hilchus Lashon Hara because besides the fact that Chazal like that and they tell us to, but I think, I think that we're obsessed with other people, which is the segue that I want to talk about um, I want to talk about today based on what we said yesterday, how we ended off, Rav Hill, when we were talking. Um, I just want to clarify certain things, how we ended off yesterday. But before I segue into that, um, question and comments. Give me a cup of water. Just a cup of water, yeah, if you don't mind. 
Question, comments, please. Yes, Penny. Um, regarding Moshe Har, I recognize yes. that it's a very, very common thing. Yes. So it's kind of really goes all out and then like the right. of like 45 of errors. Right, right. Say Moshe Har, like, right. is it something that like, and, and also that we lose all our mitzvahs and it goes to that person? Yep. It's such a common error. Why right. is it, you know? Why do we... Why is it so strict, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The Kulam Ba'abag says, Rubam Begazel, most people are guilty of, of Gezel. If we break it down in Hashem over the year, we will talk about that. What do you mean? As the Ramchal says, I don't steal from people. When you break it down, most people are guilty of boundary boundaries. That's what Gezel really comes down to. Mi'utam Barayas, some people, they, they mess up when it comes to to elicit relationships. But kulam, everybody is guilty somehow. Avak Lashanara. Yeah, it's incredible. But that's what shows you, that's what shows you. The Chavetz Chaim says, that's Pshat the Pasuk, Nitzar L'Shoin Chameira. Thank you, Menachem Nachem. Nitzar L'Shoin Chameira. Thank you. Nitzar L'Shoin Chameira. He says, why does it say Nitzar L'Shoin Chameira? He says this in, 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 uh, why does it say Nitzar Lashon Chameira? Protect your tongue from bad. Right? And Sasecha Medabir Say, Loi Tedabir Mirma. Say, what's protect? Right? Rafil, you'll be able to relate. Rafil is the, uh, the Rosh of the protector of the Moshav. Right? I don't know if you guys know that. Right? He's the head. So he'll, he'll understand this more than anybody else here. He says, You could tell everybody. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Unless you have a shomer at the gate, unless you have a shomer, unless you have someone who's actually watching it, people are not going to be careful. You can tell everyone, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Unless you actually hire a guard for something, then people will not, you can't assume people will be careful. So says the Chavetz Chaim that it's so dangerous what people, how people talk, right? As the Gras says, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. Not two mouths. Could you imagine if we had two mouths? The Gemara talks about that. Could you imagine if you had two mouths? You had two mouths, one for Chol and one for Kodesh. Why didn't, why didn't Hashem create like that? That would be cool. You eat with one mouth and you daven, right? The Gemara asks that, right? You daven with another mouth. You know why? Because you'd end up talking double Ashanara. Right? It's a big Yitzhahara, big Yitzhahara. And that's the segue to, to what I want to talk about. Rafil, you had a question? So hold that. Penny, great question. Right? Why is it? What's the shot that people talk about other people? And that's what I want to talk about. And our generation, I believe, I believe our Nisayon, which makes sense, our challenge for talking about other people is, could be it's quadruple than what it used to be. Why? Because we're exposed to more people. How are you exposed to more people? It used to be your neighbor is the only other person who you're seeing. That's what we were talking about yesterday. How many people are you exposed to already? Now, right, you can have on a chat, on our Fisher's chat, on the yeshiva chat, there are three, two or three, I don't even know how many chats. You have, let's say, altogether 500 people. That means you could be exposed, you're exposed in one second to so many people. You, I don't know what it works when people, you know, TikTok and they do, 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 do all that stuff. 
right? Well, you're exposed to people in China. You're exposed to this person. You could see what's going on in, in New York before they know what's going on in New York. You could see something that's going on in Brooklyn before the guy themselves down the block sees. I could see right here in Moshav Matisio what's going on somewhere else, right? Before they even see it. So you're exposed and you're obsessed with everybody else. Go Rav Hillel. Now we'll continue this. I'm actually first going to make a bracha. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Sha'akol Nei Abedvaro. My question is, from the Rosh So Raphael is asking, but how do I, but it's healthy and it's good, and correct me if I'm misrepresenting your question, it's healthy. Why am I saying just worry about the, mo the moment and don't worry about the future? There are benefits when you worry about the future. What type of husband am I going to be? Am I going to, what's going to be after 120? So, so to answer that, right? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you have to plan, you have to think about the future. That's what you're asking. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. In general, it, it, Good. The, the same worry comes to uh, worry about your next world, the world to come. Right, so 100%. Then, so that has nothing to do about it anymore. Right. So then right. maybe worrying about the future is something that's mixed up. Something that's, Got it. Uh, so, to, so, so, Rabbi Lazarus, you want to respond? And then, I mean, yeah, I have. So I, I have a yeah. question. The one yeah. you said that, that your worries and the anxieties yeah. come that's what doesn't mean that they're all bad. Right. It means that sometimes it's good to worry, and sometimes, but you should know that it's the future that you're going to be worrying about and you're going to have anxiety. That's the way it's going Yeah, correct. And, and, and also, <coughs> yes, and, and, also, and also, if you set aside every week, an hour or two hours, and you sit down and you make a list thinking about your future, and you proactively, you go ahead and you plan for your future. And you do exercise. I, I went to a seminar. I went to a seminar that we did an exercise. It's embarrassing to say, but it was a, it was a secular seminar. And uh, the only one I think over here who would know where it is, oh, maybe uh, Friedman also, Mordechai, you would know. Um, and, um, and it was in... Uh, um, I think it's called, what is it called, Goucher College? Is that on, uh, right? I went out over there, uh, went to a three-day seminar, three-day seminar, um, inspired, whatever, we'll talk later, Mordechai World is inspired from. But uh, uh, this is going back at least 20 years ago, at least 20 years ago, let me think. Um, yeah, yes, for sure 20 years ago. And I went to a seminar, a three-day seminar, on Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And one of the days we spent the entire day, the entire day from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night or 5 o'clock at night with maybe a half hour break, 
We spent a full day, you ready for this, Rafael? A full day on envisioning your 80th birthday party or your funeral. You could choose one or the other. Either you're present at your funeral or you're present, hopefully, at your 80th birthday party and you choose who's there, who's giving the eulogy, who's giving the hespid, what, how many children are there, what are the children, and what are they saying at the levaya, or what are they saying at the birthday party? And you're young, and you're sitting here. So according to me, Hill's asking, or Hill's asking, that's a stira. No, 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 that is not worrying about your future. That is being proactive and productive about how you want to live your life. We spent an entire day. It could be I could find you know, my notes from it. Writing, writing clearly. And you would have to sit there. I remember crying. I remember crying. I remember envisioning. You know, and it's something that I did 20 years ago, right? You know, it's something Shmuley is still on me with the strength finders. Imagine if we did that here. Imagine if everybody took a piece of paper and wrote, where are you going to be when you're 80 years old? Where are you going to be when you're dead? Who's going to be at the coffin? And what are they going to say about you? This man was what? What did he stand for? What did he think about? How did he live his days? What is his wife? What's your wife going to say about you at the Shiva house? You ever think about that? What are your kids going to say about you? Not to the visitors at the Shiva house. What are they going to say to each other? <laughs> doesn't matter your wife. I always tell that to my wife. Maybe it's not nice. And I say, I always tell my wife, it, I don't, it doesn't, it's, I'm not going to be, it's not what you're going to say to people. I know you're going to say I'm a great guy to people. Of course you're going to say, you're going to say, yeah, my husband was a bad husband. I said, that's not, that's not the point. I want you to know inside yourself that I was a good husband. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. So that, Rav Hillel, that is, that's not worrying about your future. That's, that's power. A guy who's worried about his future is sitting there with his hands in his pocket, sleeping till 12 in the afternoon on an early day, right? And he's sitting around and he's, you know, worried about everybody else's life and how you doing? Yeah, I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. That's not life. That's death. So yes, reveal 100%, 100%. But there's a very big difference between worrying about your future. You know, I think I said it yesterday, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. You know, most people, they, they worry, you know, everyone's trying to live in the moment. Everyone's trying to live in the moment. Um, and, and, and what happens is, is that they can't live in the moment. They don't know how to live in the moment. And instead, you know, they're always, over there, they're always thinking, worrying about the future, worried, worry, worry. I can't live in the moment. Instead of switching the two, switch the two. Don't worry about your future. Worry about your future. Live over here. Think about now. Think about what's right here. Now, you want to maybe once a week, once a month, once in your lifetime, write about your future, write about where you want to be. That's, that's not worrying. That's being Productive. And yeah, you're right. There is correct. You could use a little worry for that as well. Yeah. Yes. Wait, Rabbi Zarat has, sorry. I want to answer Rabbi Hillel's 
I think what the grocery seal is really trying to say is there's two types of fear. Mm -hmm. There's fear that paralyzes mm. and there's fear that motivates. Mm. So fear that motivates nice. you think about the next world and that motivates you, that's nice. great. But if you think about the next world and that paralyzes you, so nice. Beautiful. What Rabbi Zara is saying also, it's very, they talk about with the Yetzirah and Yetzirah Tov. How do you tell if it's the Yetzirah? Some people, they get nervous. Oh, you got to, you don't think about your Averis. I think it's, oh, what do you mean? I have to think about my Averis. A charata, tshuva. So what Rabbi Zara is saying is a similar thing. If it's going to make you feel down and going to unmotivate unmotivate you, most likely it's the Yetzirah. If it's going to motivate you, most likely it's the Yetzirah Tov. That's how it usually works. The Yetzirah loves for you to, and it could bring the future and bring all the fruma reasons. Oh, but I'm, I'm high of this, and I'm this, and Chazal tell me this. If you're down, and you're sad, and you're not excited about life, that equals Yetzirah. It's our equal sadness, not being motivated, right? People think that, that uh, you know, the Yitzhahara is, is, uh, is much more sophisticated than he really, I mean, he is very sophisticated, but it's very simple to really tell if you're in the traps of the Yitzhahara. If you're sad, down, worried, those are all, all symptoms of the Yitzhahara. Shalom, and then Shua. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that helps me a lot. You're right. Focus on your circle of influence mm. rather than your circle of concern, and then the concern fades away because mm -hmm. you're accomplishing. So explain that a little bit more to, to you. It's uh, more simple, Shalom. So. You're right. I could worry about a million things, uh, so many things I have to do, or I could just focus on taking steps of one thing at a time. And I'm feeling good about myself, and I want exactly. to do more and more equals, and the worry goes away. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and that goes down to, I'm worried about the weather, I'm worried about my wife. I always say that to guys, right? When people ask me, I love this question. So what do I do with my kids? I'm like, you don't have kids. So where am I going to send my kids to school? Uh, you didn't get married yet. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm worried what I'm going to tell my 10-year-old kid. You got, you got at least 15 years from that. What are you talking about? And the best thing you can do, the best thing you can do for all of that, because you don't know what's going to be. People always talk about, oh, which community? I love when they ask that. Which community am I going to live? In 10 years, everything's going to be different anyway. You'll have new communities. You'll have new cultures. Things don't stay the same. Kiryat Sefer is not the same Kiryat Sefer even when I came here. And that wasn't so long ago, let alone 20 years ago. And what's it going to be in 10 years from now? And the Moshav, right? People who grew up here, people who live here, it's a different Moshav than it was. So we're going to say, oh, I'm living, I'm deciding now to live in this neighborhood because well, everything, everything changes. Schools change, things change. But you know what doesn't change? Being nice to people doesn't change. That's the same. Not speaking Lashon Hara doesn't change. That's the same. Loving your spouse, that doesn't change. That's the same. Having Yerushamayim, that doesn't change. That's the same. Yeah, pay us long, pay us short. Big yarmulke with a rim, without a rim. White shirt, blue shirt, pink shirt, yellow shirt. This, 
hat. It used to be, no offense to anybody, it used to be in my day you would never see a yeshiva bachar without a hat. Now it's a style not to have a hat. I'm not judging anyone. I'm not judging. It used to be you'd walk in the street to see two from people. Never would they be walking holding their hands. Never. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying. It changed. Now you could see. Cars. Different types of cars. People owning two cars, three cars, one cars. Shaitel this long. Shaitel that. Blah, blah. All that stuff is going to change. You know why? Because it's all a bunch of hooey. What's important doesn't change. That's all a bunch of baloney. What doesn't change is who you are as a person. A nice person, a good person, someone who davens, someone who has Yerushamayim, that doesn't change. Those things don't change. Good relationships don't change. All the other stuff has different variants of what it is constantly. Yes? Yes. I think if you want to know which one's the eight Sahara in yes. general, it's yes. always easier to listen to the eight Sahara. So mm. you mm. see uh, which one's easier or harder, you know, usually which one's which. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's easier to listen to the eight Sahara. Right. It's always right. easier. Always easy. easy. He's always given the easy yeah. way. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yes, Rafael. What would what? Healthy regret look like. If it's something that's called harada, right. what would a harada so, that's not bringing you down look like? Right. So I'm not. So I don't. I don't really know if I can answer that yet. I'm just in the stage of regret a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, I know. I, was gonna, I know. I, I didn't want to say because I. I uh, but maybe Rabbi Lazarus, because it could be. I just want to. I just want to say one thing. Um, regret. Regret. Is, is, is something, I think, I think for the most of the chevra here, population here, I would for sure not focus on it. What I've noticed in my own life is that regret is something that is um, naturally will hit you. It will naturally hit you. You don't have to work on what? What do you mean? Have regret for a moment, right? And then, and then it's gone because you can't right. live the regret, right? So I think, right? So I think part of that is when you get a little bit older, I think it's a little bit deeper because there's real regret. Nobody here, and I mean this, I'm not talking about, well, including you, Reverend Lazarus, but but you know what I mean. The, as far as age goes, just to everybody here, I want to tell you something. Everybody, except for maybe a few who are a little bit, a little bit older. That what? I think, I think I know it's going to be at my 80th birthday. You think you know? Okay, Amir Tzashem. Baruch Hashem. Okay. Amen. Amazing. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Amen. I, I want to say this to the younger Hevra here, the younger. I didn't say the young, because I'm young also. Rebel. We're all young. But the younger Hevra here, do not... Focus on regret at this stage. Focus on building yourself. You're too young to have regret, I promise you. You're too young to regret. It doesn't mean you can't feel bad or shame or guilt because those are natural things if you hurt people or you've done things that you're not proud about. I'm not talking about an emotional 
psychological terms. I'm talking about living your life. You can only build your life. You guys are so young. You're so young. You, wanna, you could become anything. You could change anything about yourself. When you get a little bit older, it's much harder to change so many things about yourself. You could still always change. But, 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 you're, but you're, your change is much more narrow. When you're younger, when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, you know, how many, Shulman Zalman? 25, 26. And you know what happens? Like we said yesterday. We said this yesterday. If you were five years, if you're five years younger, yeah. right? Correct. Correct. And when you have an attitude like that, then you have to ask yourself, why am I not living the life that I want to live? What's stopping me from living the life that I want to live? Who's stopping me? I want to know who's stopping you. Tell me who's stopping you from living the life that you want to live. Who's physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, who's stopping you from living the life that you want to live? And answer that question honest, honestly. Because it's not your mother, and it's not your father, and it's not your anybody. Exactly. It's yourself. That's the answer to the question. The answer is yes, yes. When you get a little bit older, you might have other boundaries that you have to keep to, whether it's your wife, whether it's your job, whether it's, it's harder. It's harder. But at your stage, tell me. Tell me who's stopping you from being who you want to be. And make that list of who you want to be, what you want to be, what you want to accomplish. Make that list. And don't say, I'm going to accomplish it tomorrow. Say, I'm going to accomplish it in the next, I don't know, give yourself a few years. And like Shlomo Zalman's saying, do something today. What could I do today for my goal in five years? How could I, I want to, if you decide in your life, I want to be an amazing husband. I want to be an amazing husband. So ask yourself, what could I do today that will help me be an amazing husband? What could I do today? What could I do today? to be? An, you know what you could do today to be an amazing husband? You want to hear one thing I could tell everybody here you could do an amazing husband? When you finish dinner, clear off your plate. Take your plate and put it in the garbage. You don't even have to wipe off your plate. That's already the next. You don't have to wipe off your, the area that you're sitting. Pick up your plate. Pick up your own plate that you ate from and put it in the garbage. You want to when you, and I'm sorry I'm talking about this, but we're men, we're guys, we can talk about it even though other people listen to this sheer, but it's fine, I'm going to talk about it, right? When you go to the bathroom, I'm sorry to talk about it, but we've got to talk about it. When you go to the bathroom, make sure you leave, you leave the bathroom, right? I'm not just, uh, I don't just work for the sanitation department, you know, in a bathroom, in a, in a public, in a public uh, bathroom. To say, leave the bathroom cleaner than you found it. No one knows, except for you, whether you're, uh, unless the guy comes in right after you, but then you make sure that you you're clean it anyway. Then you're in trouble, but usually you're, you're careful about that, hopefully. Nobody knows what you do in the bathroom, what, you're, what, what you leave in the bathroom. You know. You want to be a better husband? Start with those two things. Start with simple, tiny things. Yes, Shlomo Zalman. Yes. Yes. 
just said that the fear mm. doesn't cause the laziness, but the laziness causes the fear, which is why I think the Rebbe is saying that the work to get going is not to break your fears, but stop being lazy. So throw something away, clean the bathroom. And then when you see that it's actually lazy, exactly. so if you get going, exactly. so then you'll be able to do it. Josh, he was telling me a few minutes ago, Josh, he was telling me how the Gemara and Gifton, when that, when they heard it, the Gemara and Gifton says that if a person is afraid to fail and learns better and giving it over, he'll never get anywhere. Exactly. I, but I'm giving it over, so I'm afraid to try it. Because then, like what Mrs. Sharm says, if you're lazy, you'll never get the tire. So if you're afraid that you won't get it right the first time, try it because you're too lazy to work on it and get the second time. And you'll never achieve it because you know the number one thing that's holding us back is actually laziness. So brush your teeth, clean the toilet, <laughs> and uh... Beautiful. Beautiful. That's true. Very beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Joshi. Shkoyak Joshi. Joshi. And, and, and I want to I reiterate, reiterate, reiterate what, what Shlomo Zalman is saying. And that is that we think it's the big things in our life that make the change. It's not the big things. It's not the big things. It's the little tiny things that you do. It's when you close the door, how you close the door. It's do you turn off the lights when you leave a room? Do you smile at someone and say, hi, good morning? Do you, do you, uh, you know, I don't know, say thank you when someone, you know, gives you something? Do you look at someone in the eyes? Are you humble to someone? You let someone go before you as you're walking in the base medrash. It doesn't have to be a, a, a rebbe. It doesn't have to be someone older. You open the door for someone. The tiny little things that we do are the big things in life. Okay, I didn't even get to my second point, but I, I do want to talk about it just to clear up, or just to clarify something from, from, uh, from yesterday. We'll do a few minutes, yes, from Zev? Before the, the years might definitely change. Every day, yeah. the years might, it's not changing. No, what I mean, right, right. What I meant was, what I meant was, having Yerushalayim is not a style or not a style. You either have your, you're either working on your Shemaim or you're not. Doesn't matter what you dress like, doesn't matter what people think you are. Nobody knows if you have Yerushalayim except for you and Hashem and maybe your wife. Maybe your wife, your spouse might also know if you have Yerushalayim. That I've heard stories from the tzaddikim who've said that. But even that, you could probably fake that out too. Only you know. It's nothing to do with style. Everything else is style. It's not, right? Okay. Um, anyone else before we uh, get to the next piece? The next piece that I just want to say, yeah? We good? The next thing is just on a little bit what we spoke about yesterday as we were talking about um, um, we were talking about secluding oneself and really not you know, being out there and sort of trying to avoid um, as much exposure to the outside world. So I just want to, I got a few uh, messages from people who listen to the shear. You know, after shear, we were able a little bit to crowd around sometimes. And to, we did this yesterday and just to talk out some of the points. But because the shear is recorded, 
and Baruch Hashem, a lot of people listen to it. We don't always get a chance to clarify. So there are some people who send me messages. Someone sent me a message, a few people sent me a message about what we spoke. I, I sort of knew what was going to happen, um, that I got some messages um, about what we spoke about yesterday. And I just want to clarify specifically to one person who's been listening to this year for many years, a very hush of a person. And I just want to clarify for that person. Yes, Shkoyach Rabbi Lazarus. Thank you, Rabbi Lazarus. Amazing. Amazing. Guys, I don't think we know what it is that a man like Rabbi Lazarus is, is, in, is part of our shir. It's inspiring to me. You know what? I'll read the question. I'll read the question so we can address it. Um, why did Hashem, the person asked, why did Hashem give us eyes, right, if He does not want us to look all over? That's what we were speaking about yesterday. So what are my eyes there for? That's question number one. Question number two, if we stay in a tunnel, I guess referring to Baba Elazar, we can't see the beauty in the world and in others to be inspired and to learn about ourselves. So great question, uh, great point, so let's clarify. And the clarification is like this, is that, lahem velo yiru. Right? The Pasuk in Tehillim, David Melch says, when your eyes belong to someone else, you can't really see the true beauty. The most beautiful thing somebody can see is when a person does not just look all over the place. When you are very, right, when you're speaking to someone, you're talking to someone, and you're totally, totally focused in that person, and you're with them, and you're looking at them, Right? You ever notice sometimes you talk to someone, especially when there's a big gathering? My good friend um, called this, um, you know, looking for the best next conversation. You're talking to someone at a VART, you're talking to someone in this, and you're having a conversation. You're not really in that conversation. You're really just looking for the next best conversation. Then you go over to the next guy, and you're talking to him, and then you're really looking at the right. So you're not really enjoying present and you're not actually able to see the beauty to really be where you are right now. When you, and I've said this many times about Spotify, and I love Spotify personally. I love Spotify. But the challenge of something like Spotify or the like is the fact that while I'm listening to this song, I'm already adding to cue, is that the way you say it? Yeah. Adding to cue the next song, the next song, the next song, the next song. So what happens is we miss the moments. When I'm looking all over the place, when I'm looking all over the place, sometimes I miss what's right under my nose. And how ironic it is that in our generation, us, where people are struggling so much to love themselves, People are struggling more than ever to know their self-worth and their value and their beauty. And how ironic is it? Because they're busy doing what? Watching everyone else's. Oh, look at LeBron James and look at uh, this actor and look at this actress and look at this guy and look at this millionaire and look at this YouTuber and look at this guy and that guy and blah, 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 blah. He has value. She has value. They have value. They're great. Blah, 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 blah. Looking all over the place. And what do you miss? You miss me. You miss yourself. You miss seeing the beauty within yourself. 
So it's not about being someone who's antisocial. It's not about being someone who doesn't know how to say good morning to someone. I say this many times. You go to Yesh or you go to a restaurant. If you're worried about your Shemir Sinayim, don't go to the restaurant. Don't go to Yesh. Stay at home. I'm not saying you can't be Shomer Yorinayim going to Yesh, but don't take it out on the counter, the person who's at the counter. Instead, say, good afternoon, Boker Tov, good morning, thank you. Don't be such a tzaddik, quote-unquote, because you have to go ahead and, and show whatever it is or do whatever it is. And again, I'm not saying for a person not to watch what they look at. But when a person is able to be focused with what's right in front of them, you see so much more. They say that's the pshat in, in the gula. They say, v'sechazena eneinu, not b'shuv chalotziyam rachem. That's what the Pasuk says. That's what the, 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 the not the Pasuk, that's what the, the, uh, the tefillah says. V'sechazena eneinu. When shuv chalotziyam rachemim, when Mashiach comes, then what? Then we will be able to truly see. Then we'll be able to see. When a person, when your eyes belong to everybody, lo yiru. Right? Think about your wife. This week's parsha, this past week's parsha, with Avram Avinu. He only saw the beauty of his own wife. Could you imagine, guys? Could you imagine? They say this about tzaddikim. I've heard this a little bit about Rav Chaim. I've, seen, I've heard this about other tzaddikim. Other tzaddikim, but they say it about Avram Avinu. Could you imagine if the only woman you saw was your wife? Could you imagine? Right? Could you imagine if the only woman you ever saw, I'm not talking about your mother and your sister and your aunt, I'm saying if the only exposure to a woman you ever saw was your wife. Could you imagine how much you would appreciate that? Could you imagine how beautiful she would be to you? Do you know how many guys struggle that I know, that I've had conversations with, that guys struggle because of the things that they've seen and they struggle? I've, 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 I've met with, with, with people who dated people or are ready to get married and they say they're struggling with the way the girl looks and then you meet the girl and you're like, are you nuts? She's beautiful. But they can't see that because they've seen sick, disgusting, fake, 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 and the people with the pictures, don't get me started with the fact that they, you know, with Shadduchim, and I'm very, and I'm saying it publicly, I'm very clear to say that, that people say that, and I'm not judging anyone. I'm not judging anyone. I'm Amish, not judging anyone. But you see a picture, I'm going to decide if I'm going to date or go on the picture. What about the interaction with a person? You know, you can meet the most beautiful, I don't know if this ever happened to you, it's happened to me. You can meet the most, quote unquote, most beautiful girl, quote-unquote, and you have a conversation with her and she's ugly to you. And the same with a guy. You could be a handsome guy, you could be this, and you have a conversation with the guy and he's disgusting, but you know what I mean. And then you could have someone who's not so attractive, so to speak, 
but you have a conversation, you're like, wow, this person is so beautiful. Beauty has been, has been stolen, sorry. Beauty has been stolen from us. Real beauty has been stolen from us. And it's been, it's been brainwashed from the magazines. It's been brainwashed from the, from the internet of what's beautiful and what's gorgeous and what's, what's S-E-X-Y, what's, what's, uh, what's that? Get out of here. And when they start putting other things in that, that's going to that's gonna start getting someone all aroused, then that's going to that's gonna start getting you to say, that's beautiful, as opposed to sitting with a person and hearing the beauty of a person. That's what it's about. It's not about shutting yourself off from the world that you don't have connections to people. It's the exact opposite. It's connecting to people. It's connecting to who's right in front of you. Hashem should help us all. It's amazing to be together like always. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be zocha, to not worry about our past, not worry about our future. Try as best we can. Ellie, great. I don't know if you guys know Ellie Ehrman. He's a special guy. Ellie, Ellie, I guarantee you something. I guarantee you something. I guarantee, just like I guarantee everybody. You come to this shear three times a week for a month. Your life will, ne will, never be, will never be the same in a good way. Will never be the same in a good way. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Shkoch.